Kelly Lee here, and you're watching Testimony Tuesday, and we're in Season 6, believe it or not. It's been quite a journey since July 2021. If you've missed any episodes, you definitely got to go back and watch them because there's some power in the testimony. As you guys know, Revelation 12, verse 11 is our favorite scripture. It says, and they overcame him, meaning Satan and his minions by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. And testimonies are so super important because they help us to heal. Mm-hmm. Point blank period. They help others to heal. They know, you know, you've gone through something that they're going through and that you made it out of the fire and that they can potentially make it out of the fire. So it's really, really, really important to share our testimony. And today we've got Joe Woodley on the line. Hey, brother. So hey, nice how you doing? You. Oh, sorry, my fingers, fingers are disappearing there. I know. I Does he only have three, two fingers and a thumb? Like, no, but, but I'm being healed. I'm being healed. Look, they've been restored. They've been restored. Oh, so <laughs> funny. So, so funny. <laughs> brother Joe, he's been on the show before, and I've been on his show many times. And, um, Today he's going to be talking about part of his testimony, which he shared on the last episode, and that was when he was told that he had heart failure and how the Lord brought him through that. And then there's a second part to it, and that part is going to be we're talking about obedience today. Mm -hmm. Uh, Obedience is just such an important thing, and the the Lord, like, (laughs) he's been telling me to do something for probably the last couple of months, and I'm like, okay, Lord, I'll just do that when he's like, no, and like yesterday he was like, do it, because I'm not going to do that until you do this. Like, you know, sometimes we're asking him (laughs) to do something, but it's based on us doing something that he told us to do, and then he's going to move and do what he said he'd do. Yep. Oh, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's remarkable how that works, you know, when we are, um, when we are uh, hearing the voice of God, Mm-hmm. And whether it's coming through reading the scriptures, and he's directing us through the reading of scriptures, yeah. or he's speaking to us, and the Bible that shows us that God will speak to you in whatever way that He can grab grab your attention. Yeah. For some, it may be a clear, clear, audible voice. Mm-hmm. For others, it may be through someone that He sends your way, and you're like, "Wow, okay, that's speaking to me. I know that that's God speaking to me." Yeah. But however, He can communicate with you he's going to utilize that because we're all individual mm-hmm. and we all respond differently yeah. but the important part is that we're obedient to that voice and i want to talk about we'll talk a little bit more about obe- obedience obviously a little bit later mm-hmm. but, I, but but so many people are turned off by that term because they don't understand the biblical context of obedience Amen. we use obedience today to mean if you're being forced to do something. Mm-hmm. But that's not godly obedience. Godly obedience is, I'm getting ahead of myself, but godly obedience is having a willing heart. Exactly. It's about you being willing to do what God's will is for your life. It's not about God beating you up and smacking you around and yep. killing your dog and taking your cat and breaking your legs and all the other <laughs> stuff that you used to hear. <laughs> you know, what no forces, that's for sure. But he does want to and for me, um, hearing him means, again, never audible, but um, hearing him means to me that um, when I have a thought, 
that contains so much wisdom mm -hmm. that I know it's not me. Right. Because <laughs> right. mm -hmm. I wouldn't mm -hmm. think of that. Right. But you do. Mm -hmm. Right. And so mm -hmm. that's that's what he does for me. And it's like mm -hmm. you, you don't hear it audibly, but but it is like a still soft voice that urges us forward and right. tells us in certain situations, you know, that's that's the Holy Spirit's job is to reveal all truth to us. Mm -hmm. So he's mm -hmm. gonna always make sure that we know what we need to know. Um, an example, right. um, an example, I was walking on the nature trail and somebody came up to me to talk to me and it's such a weird kind of creepy place to stop and talk to somebody that you don't know. right? <laughs> um, and, and he said, and he said, um, do you speak English? Because we speak English and French here. And I said, yeah, I speak English. And he said, oh, good, because my French isn't very good. But at the same time, I'm hearing a French <laughs> accent coming from him. The Holy Spirit's like, do you, do you hear that? Like, what is this guy trying to do, right? Like, it's so random. But he was like, yeah, that's a lie. <laughs> and I was like, okay. But even in those situations where it's like you need to know right away like what you're dealing with in certain situations and that's his way of leading us and saying right. hey pay attention to this right right and he's constantly he's constantly doing that and i and so many times we're just not paying attention mm -hmm. so you know when i look at my my particular testimony mm -hmm. in regards to what happened to me when I was in heart failure and mm -hmm. PCFA and organ shut down several years ago. And I am a, certainly a living testimony of the goodness of God and his grace Amen. on my life. Amen. Let me back up before I even get to that point. So I have, mm -hmm. I have a laundry list as Kelly Lee knows. I have a laundry list of testimonies yeah. that I could go with. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because my, I have lost my, almost lost my life numerous times through mm -hmm. various either health incidences or it, or, or accidents since I was a small kid. Yeah. And each and every step of the way, God has been with me. Mm -hmm. And as he has been with me, my faith has grown. Mm -hmm. Right? And so this is part of being able to have that testimony in a revelation to be overcome by the blood of the Lamb or by the word of our testimony our faith grows as we overcome each and every challenge. And so several years ago, I was, um, I was doing leadership and team development training. Mm -hmm. I'm out there. Things are going really well. I mean, I'm moving forward in, a, in the Lord and things in the Lord. Life seems like it's great. I mean, the money's coming in. I'm yeah. feeling good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hadn't had any health issues in a number of years. I think things are fantastic mm -hmm. and uh so um i i think it was 2018 uh it seems like another lifetime ago wow uh, 2018 yeah. and um i was uh earlier that year i started having like some little issues here and there but i really didn't think anything of it uh -huh. i was still going to the gym i'm very much into physical fitness and mm -hmm. taking care of my health and my and my body and everything else and um, you know, someone commented the other day. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be 47 in June, by the way. And someone commented, "Nice, I'm gonna yeah. be 48 in June." All right, all right. Happy birthday, June babies. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Happy birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday. 
Yeah, but it is more challenging to uh, maintain the same fitness level as you start to get a little bit up there. Yeah, as you start, yeah, you, you know, you know, you make a couple of changes here and there. <laughs> <laughs> a couple. You don't, you don't want to give up. You don't quite want to give up the ghost. Yeah, um, so. <laughs> not ready. Not ready. Definitely not. Ready. It's just you know. the beginning, really. Oh yes, oh yes, and and you know, yes, there are times when when you when you. You know, your mind telling you yes, and your body's like, no, you ain't doing it. <laughs> I don't know what you think you're that doing. That was today. me yesterday. <laughs> I don't know what you think you're doing, but you know, you're not 23 anymore. Exactly. Um, but uh, I was, uh, you know, it's like here and there. So I'm still training hard. Yeah. Working hard and doing all of those things, and I was ignoring. Um, I would say I was ignoring some of the signs. Right. That were going on, and mm-hmm. so I developed this. Uh, probably that day, I started developing this cough. Oh wow! And I didn't know what was going on. So I developed mm-hmm. this cough. It wasn't like necessarily constant, but it was kind of like come and go. And I was like, "Man, this is like weird." Yeah. So this little cough doesn't seem to really want to go away. Mm. And uh, but like I said, I was training hard, and every once in a while, I would kind of get sick. You know, yeah. um, after working out, mm-hmm. but you know, when you've been into like you know bodybuilding and powerlifting, and you're used to training hard, you know that there are moments when you may actually get sick, right? Yeah. And so yeah. I kind of just blew it off. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking that I'm okay, and the cough became uh, more frequent, mm-hmm. um, and then um, I think it was like that July, I started losing my appetite. Oh wow! And um, I didn't know what was going on. I'm like, mm. you know, friends and family, are like, you know, maybe you need to go get checked out. You know, you losing your mm. appetite. I'm like, nah, I'm okay, I'm okay. Mm. And uh, so I'm losing my appetite. And mm. then um, one day I decide, you know, I need to get something in my system because I need to eat something. Just yeah. eat something. So I got in that evening, and. Um, all I had appetite for was a bologna, a bologna sandwich. I was like, that was a new refrigerator. I'm going to eat a bologna sandwich. Yeah. So I eat this bologna sandwich. And as I'm eating this sandwich, I look down and I watch my feet literally blow up like balloons. Oh, my goodness. And um, I'm like, what is going on? Like, I, I, I was, it was like. It was just, just, like your, somebody, just your feet? Yeah. First, I looked, first it was my feet. I looked mm-hmm. down. My feet just looked like they just swole up. And um, so the next day, I was, I was I was scheduled to speak at a uh, do a training mm-hmm. for a uh, a large company um, in, in the United States. I was scheduled to do a training the next day, and I said, you know what, I want to go do that training tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I need to I need to go there. You know, I I, yeah, I want to get paid. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, kind of you know. So I'm, and the word is get, like, Grr! yeah, yeah. So um, I get up the next morning. And I could barely walk 10 feet without gas. I felt like I was sucking on a straw. Oh my gosh. And, um, so I got, like, I gotta do this, I gotta do this thing. I'm like, so I get there. I'm like walking to this, into this facility. Uh-huh. I'm like gasping for air. Oh and gosh. I get in and I'm, in my mind, I'm justifying that maybe that cough was me getting pneumonia. Yeah. Maybe I'll get pneumonia. Maybe that's yeah. what it is. Yeah. So I go in and I do this seminar. 
and um, I'm I'm teaching, but I'm teaching the whole time sitting down. Mm. I mean, I got my PowerPoint, my everything else, and I'm just sitting yeah. like this, and I'm wow, and I'm just like trying right. to go through this or whatever. But I'm working through it, and I told him, I said, "Hey, I just don't worry that." I picked up some type of, you know, I think I got like pneumonia or something. And it was like, well, maybe we should go to the hospital. No, nah, I'm yeah. all right. <laughs> I'm going to get through this. Oh, so, I get, so I can get paid. Oh, my God. But, you know, a lot of this is also guy, guys. You know, a lot of, a lot of guys. Yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah. So, um, you know, I'm like, okay, what's going on? And, and this is, just, just bear with me on this testimony. So mm-hmm. this is happening. And uh, I come out of there, and eventually I get convinced to go see a friend of mine who was a doctor. Mm-hmm. Go see the friend. By that point, I'm swelling. I'm starting to swell up everywhere. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. starting to swell up. The edema is basically setting in. Oh. Now I'm trusting. I'm believing God. I'm praying. I'm believing. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I'm like, God, now you brought me through all of this other stuff. Like, what's going on here? I go see this doctor who's a friend of mine. And uh, like they kind of like ambushed me. Yeah. Yeah, they kind of ambushed me. So it was like a couple of friends of mine who were in the medical industry all were there Good. waiting for me. <laughs> Good. You needed that. You know, yeah, I needed it. So they ambushed me. And like, you know, maybe you need to go to the hospital. But I'm like, no, 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 you got to do your task. And uh, so I lay down. They're like, your heart rate's not slow. My resting heart rate was 115 beats a minute. Oh, wow. Um, I was at oh. a point where you could see my heart beating through my shirt. Like literally, I'm sitting like this. You can see my heart looked like it was fluttering oh my through my shirt. Wow. My legs swole all up. I looked like I was pregnant and deformed. My face is swelling up. Everything is just swelling up. Um, that Sunday, so I just, the, film, the doctor friend of mine says, you know, okay, just let me do some blood work. Yeah. They do some blood work. They get an exam or anything. Okay. And, I'm going to call you soon. The blood work is in. Is I really think you need to go see a doctor. So I'm praying for you. I'm praying. I'm believing. No, so I'm praying. I'm believing too, right? Yeah. Good buddy of mine comes over that Sunday. Um, and, uh, cause I couldn't even, I, I, I couldn't even go to church that Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, he comes over. He prays with me. So that Tuesday, and now I'm also urinating a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, a lot. And wow. like constantly. So, uh, that's my Tuesday. I finally I'm like, okay, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to the hospital. I'm going to go. Finally. <laughs> finally. Yes. Like I said, finally. guys, you see things going on, do what you need to do. Okay. You know what? That's a, that's, that was my uncle back in February. He went to the hospital for pneumonia. He ended up being in there for a month, but mm-hmm. he literally was taking his last breath when I called 911. Yep. And that's so often how a lot of <gasps> men are. That's just no. Call nine one one right away for me, man. <laughs> get <laughs> get if something out. like that is happening, just don't just, pass go. Just keep going. <laughs> was, and I was and part of it. I was I was feeling challenged because and part you know, and it wasn't just me being stubborn. Yeah. I think I felt challenged because I know the power of prayer and God has done miraculous things in my life. Like I said, Absolutely. If I, if I can, I, I could write a list of the things that he has done. Of course. Me too. Me too. I'm just like, believe it. I'm and believing. calling that like, number is like 
our last resort sometimes, right? right? right. Um, it was the same thing for me. I was up the whole night before mm-hmm. praying, just praying, just praying over him, yep. like laying hands on him. And like, that's probably what kept him alive. But there came a point where it was like, okay, because there's no more air coming out of your mouth. And right. We don't and have people- a choice. And, and I think particularly, and this is a uh, this is not a negative criticism, mm-hmm. but I'm particularly with, uh, especially with charismaticism. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. we act as if I go to the doctor, it is a breach of faith. Yeah. Right. We treat yeah. it that way. Yeah. And so we, I'm not going to go because I'm just believing God. If I go there, I'm not sure that if I go, there, I'm not trusting God. Right. We have that in our yeah. minds. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, but it's not true. Um, but that's something that a lot of people that you know, you don't need to go to the doctor. I'm like, well, if you break your leg, obviously <laughs> you need to go to the doctor. There's some things you have to go right. for. That's right. like I don't, I haven't been in years to the doctor. Right. Let's mm-hmm. just put it that way. However, if I needed to, if you need to, I definitely would, and I wouldn't right. waste time doing it either. Right. Like, I know when it's to the point where I have no choice, right? Yeah. And the uh-huh. Lord, the Lord will let it get to that point because maybe there's another reason. And, and exactly my reason, right. my, I believe my reason for being there. And once my uncle was in emergency, he was there for three hours, and they mm-hmm. had a tube down his throat to get the phlegm out and he said two jars of phlegm came out this big mm-hmm. and it took mm-hmm. three hours just to stabilize him yep he couldn't have done that at home no it was only no. getting worse um and but- even walks of faith as well like they, they'll push you because see here's what ends up happening so i end up um so that that tuesday i end up going to I said, okay, I'm gonna go to the hospital, right? Because mm-hmm. like, I'm there, like, yeah. like, like where your uncle is. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. there. Yeah. I can't even. So I'm like, I'm getting my shoes on. Well, I put it like this. I had to take the laces out of my shoes because my feet had gotten so big, I couldn't get my mm-hmm. feet in my shoes. And uh, um, so I'm getting I'm get a phone call from my doctor, and she's like, Joe, what are you doing? I was like, Well, I'm getting my shoes on to go to the hospital. She said, mm-hmm. You better get there right now. She said, You're dying. Oh my gosh. He was just flat out very clear. Yeah. You are dying. You need to go to the hospital now. So I get there and uh long story short, what ends up happening is I I won't get into everything that happened when I was in the uh emergency room yeah. and everything else. But what yeah. ends up happening is the um what's what 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 turns out is I was in heart failure and kidney failure. Oh, okay. Wow. A complete organ shutdown. I was probably mm-hmm. hours, if not a day or two, from leaving this place. Mm-hmm. But here's the miracle. Here's the here, when people hear this story, they're like, "Where's the miracle? Where's the miracle?" Mm-hmm. Where well, there was a series of miracles that happened before I went to the hospital, and certain miracles that happened while I was in the hospital, mm-hmm. and there were miracles that happened after I was out of the hospital. Mm-hmm. First miracle is number one. That I lived because yeah. I was in bad shape. Yeah. That they could not believe the doctors were like, I don't, I don't even know how you even made it this long. That's number one. The Lord kept okay? right. I'm mean, like the Lord kept was you. definitely on my side. That's number yeah. one. Second miracle. Second miracle. You were staying with your uncle. Where you had to pull all the phlegm out. Yeah. 
Well, what ended up happening is I was in there for I was in there for a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And no matter what they did in the beginning, they could not figure out what was happening. They couldn't figure out, you know, they got they got the fluid out of me, you know, all that was yeah. going on. But I still I couldn't even brush my own teeth. I was in I was just really in bad shape. Yeah. They had fit me with a life vest because mm-hmm. they were saying, okay, they you know it was their way of saying you're gonna die, <laughs> so we're just gonna send you home. So they put this life vest on me and they said, well, we're gonna send you home. And uh, if you go down, it will try to defibrillate you, and it will notify us to come and get you. Okay, mm-hmm. they have basically given up, given up hope. But here's what happened. Here's the other second miracle. While I was in the hospital, it was a fantastic opportunity for me to minister to the staff while yes. I was in there. Here's something that we don't understand. Father said all things go together for the good of them who love the Lord who are called according to his purpose. Amen. God does not put us in these situations. Yep. But while we are in these situations, he will use them for our good. And this was an yeah. opportunity for me to minister, even while I was going through that. I'm sharing the word with the staff yep. and talk about how good God is, yep. how wonderful God is. And guess what you see happening? It is to such a point that the staff started calling me the minister. And people would come up to the hospital to see me, to visit. Yeah. And they would walk in the door and they said, people, the staff downstairs, the greeting staff downstairs would look at them and say, oh, you must be here to see the minister. Aww. That's how much of an impact was being made Amen. in these people's lives. There were people who were saying, I have not, I've never known anybody who was a believer who would hold on to faith like that and still speaking positively because Amen. It's one thing to talk about how good God is and how wonderful he is and how fantastic he is when things yeah. are going well. Yeah. It's another thing when you find yourself in a valley. Yeah. See, as believers, some, a lot of times people believe that when you get saved, you get saved, everything's going to be all right. Life's going to be fantastic and wonderful. Uh-huh. You're never going to have another problem again. As, yeah. long as, I, as long as I got King Jesus, I don't need nobody else. But that's not reality. The reality is that Jesus said that trouble is going to follow us throughout our lives. That's exactly. just, this is the truth. There's a target yeah. on our back for the enemy. Right. So it's not, it's not, that's not going to stop. We can only come to know how he works and we know that he's already defeated, but we can come to know how he works and see him in situations too, right. but also see what God is doing. Same thing for yeah. me. I brought my Bible mm-hmm. to the hospital. Mm-hmm. After two weeks, and I don't know why I didn't think of it before, I brought the anointing oil. As soon as I started putting that anointing oil on him every day, okay, Mr. Gonzalez, you're going home now. Like, that's it, right? But I was also looking for my faith even in the emergency room. Mm -hmm. Um, All hell was breaking loose around me because it was all French-speaking people who hate English-speaking people. (laughs) And so they were yelling at me in French, which which I didn't understand, so I just ignored them. Mm -hmm. Uh, But (laughs) that's a whole different story. But he was looking for my faith in that waiting room and in that waiting time as well. And I started declaring, I believe the great physician. And Mm -hmm. I said it 600 times. And I yep. walked up to the counter, to the registration mm-hmm. counter, and I said, so what's going on? It's been three hours. And she said, he's on his way to ICU. He's been yep. stabilized. Like, yep. that was that was just like, but God was looking for how is she going to respond and how is she going to react in this situation? 
That's right. How are you going? And there's the key. It's there's the key. That's a that's a true test of your heart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As I said, here's the, here's the issue. We 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 get up in church, we clap our hands, stomp our feet, talk about how good God is. Yeah. You know, you know how or slap your neighbor, high five, do the check, <laughs> do the dosy do and all the other stuff, right? <laughs> you know how it goes, you know, give you a neighbor a chest bump. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and he knew all that stuff. Yeah. So what, how are you going to respond? Where is your testimony? Yeah. Yeah, when, when you're, you're going through, right in the in the midst of that situation, and 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 we need to be able to talk about these things because we always so many times we hear about the aftermath. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to hear about the journey you went through, exactly, in order to get to where you had the see the, the victory is already won, exactly, right? The victory is already won on the cross. But, but what is the journey that because it's not about God moving to where we are. Mm-hmm. It's about us moving to where he is. Yeah, exactly. And so during this time period, I'm reading my Bible. I'm I'm every time the staff coming in, God is good. Praise the Lord. They see I got all my worship music going, all this other stuff. Okay. So yeah. all of this is happening and God is being glorified mm-hmm. during this high experience. When staff are coming in the room, they love to come in the room just to hang out. Yep. Nice. Just to hang out <laughs> because, the, because the spirit of God was in that room. Everyone who came in there said when they walked in that room, they could feel God's presence. There were people in there who who were like, you know, I haven't been to church in a long time. But you know what? I think I'm going to go this Sunday. Uh, I think I'm going to, right? Because God's presence was in that room. So uh-huh. I go through that whole situation. Mind you, what ends up happening is the nurse comes in. She she's like, I'm not gonna let you. I'm not gonna let this. She's like, I can't let this happen. I can't let. She's like, she's like, if you were like 80, 80, you know, 80 years old, that'd be a different story. Yeah. And I was like, well, I would have to remember that when I'm 80. Um, <laughs> <laughs> don't take me to that hospital because you know that's what they're gonna exactly. do to me. <laughs> <laughs> so she said, well, you're, if you were 80, that's one thing. She said, but you're a young man. She said, yeah. you're strong. You're fit. I can't let this happen. So they take me in and do a heart cap. They see there was there were um there was blockage that was there. It was like over seventy percent, seventy five percent blocked in my yeah. in an artery. They uh-huh. put the fence in and everything else. Immediately I feel the air breathe uh, breathing Amazing. and everything else. Well, that night, that night, I'm in a room in a recovery, and um I'm not gonna get to everything that that, that ended up happening. But while I was in recovery, mm-hmm. um. The entire, mind you, the entire time I'm in hospital, there was no fear. I was not concerned. I was not up, up to that point. I was, there was no fear. I wasn't yep. afraid. I wasn't going to die or anything else. But that night, I felt these spirits because I was moved to a different wing. Mm-hmm. I felt these spirits coming into my room, mm-hmm. and now I'm in. Now I'm at war. I just had this surgery. Now I'm in war. Yeah. And I began to plead the blood of Jesus over yep. that room. Yeah. I was like, "You got to get up out of here." I was like. I was like, the, the staff probably heard me, but I was crazy. I was like, the blood of Jesus, you got to get up out of this room. Amen. You are not, because this fear started trying to come in. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Amen. And then I, then, then the calmness came over, and I was, um, the calmness came over me, and I was able to go to sleep. Well, that night, and I'm going to share this publicly, because I don't know if I've even shared this before. Yeah. So that night, like I said, the calmness comes over the room. That night, um, I'm sleeping. And I just feel God's protection over. Me. I feel God's protection over, over my eyes. And um, um, I used to be. I I used to 
not share this part because mm-hmm. I was concerned about how people would look at me. Um, cause, uh, but as I was laying there, I looked up and there's an angel Amen. standing there with me. Yes. And, um, it wasn't a staff member. Yeah. I wasn't hallucinating. Yeah. I ain't drank nothing, smoked yeah. nothing. Yeah. Nobody shot nothing in my veins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the yeah. angel that was there. And so the angel is there and he looked at me, I looked at him, and I'm going to tell you, this sense of peace came over me. I was not afraid. I wasn't flipping out. Yeah. I had a sense of peace. The Bible says the peace that surpasses all understanding. Amen. I knew in that moment everything was going to be okay. I was confident. I'm coming up out of this hospital now. Amen. Mind you, the position that I was in, to come out of the hospital, uh, number one, they were surprised. Here's the other miracle. So that's miracle number three. Miracle number four, I come out of the hospital. Most people who were in a condition I'm in, I'm not, make, I'm, I'm not making this up. You can yeah. look on the data. You know how, how bad it is. Yeah. Most people that are in a condition I was in, number one, don't make it out of the hospital. Uh-huh. Number two, out of the people who do come out within six months, the majority of those are gone. Wow. What year are we in right now? <laughs> it's been a few years. It's been like pre- five years. Okay, it, you couldn't take and, notes. It, and 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 this and what God did for me mm-hmm. impacted so many people who were around me. Even when I went through, because you know you got to go through your cardiac rehab. Yeah. The staff and cardiac rehab was stunned by uh, the speed of my recovery. They're like, yeah. "This is unbelievable. This is unreal." Because when I, it comes to stuff like that, my dad went through a triple bypass. He was supposed mm-hmm. to be like not doing anything for a long time. He was mm-hmm. back up and at him. I was praying over him, boy. Yep. I'll yep. tell you, nonstop <laughs> prayers, nonstop. He was like, I think I want to walk, and it's not very far to get to the mm-hmm. end of their street. And mm-hmm. he got to the end of the street, and he was like, you know what? I think I want to walk around the block. I was yep. like, okay, Dad, let's go. You know, stuff like that. It's just amazing what God does. And and we can intercede in prayer is the mm-hmm. other thing. Um, people who uh, actually will stand in the gap for you, people mm-hmm. who will be praying for you, it makes a big difference. And and Kelly, now this is where this is where the obedience part, godly obedience part comes yeah. into this. Yeah. And I know our time is running out, but I think yeah. we're sick of being upsold at gyms. My guy, you're currently a base member. For ninety dollars more, I can upgrade you to our shred membership. For 130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just three hundred dollars more, you'll reach sweat platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Very, very, very important. Yeah. This is where it comes in. So as I said, I had this conversation with my mom yesterday. And we talked about, talked about the difference between godly obedience yeah. and compliance. Uh-huh. Okay, as I yeah. said, godly obedience doesn't mean he's twisting your arm and forcing you to do anything. Yeah. Now, because I was obedient to God in that situation, because while I was in the hospital, the Lord told me to pray for the staff while I was in there. Yep. 
Be kind to them. Share God's goodness. Amen. Right? I didn't shut off the Holy Spirit because I'm now I'm in the studio, so I'm not gonna get mean and nasty. You know, a lot of people are getting hospital, so I get mean and nasty. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know where the Holy Spirit went. They were they kind of swept him out of the room, and I'm gonna really show myself, right? Yeah. yeah. But this was an opportunity to share God's goodness. He put it on my yeah. heart to share His goodness, and people's lives were impacted yeah. because of that. Yeah. Now, compliance. Compliance means I'm just doing it because you're making me do it. Yeah. Exactly. Compliance is the Jonah model. Yep. Yep. You making me, I don't want to do this. I hate doing it. You mm-hmm. making me do that. Mm-hmm. Tell you that the blessing yeah. is in the godly obedience, not the compliance. It is. It is. This That's is what you got to understand. The blessing. So let me read the scripture for you really quickly. I'm not trying to totally take over, but I just want to read the scripture for you really quickly. I well, no, I, I want you to take it over. Okay. <laughs> okay. No. I posted, I posted this. I posted this on my social media yesterday. And this is Psalm the 51st chapter, uh-huh. starting at the 12th verse. And this is David. David says, yeah. starting off, he says, create in me a clean heart, God, renew a result of me, a resolved spirit. Yeah. Don't thrust me away from your presence. Don't take away your Holy Spirit. Away from me, restore my joy and your salvation, and let a willing spirit uphold me. As the word Amen. "willing spirit" uphold yes. me, then I will teach the wicked your ways, and since we're trying, I will teach the wicked your ways, and say, "I'm going to make them." Yes. I will teach it to them. Let's yes. go all the way down here. Now, here's what here's where you need to understand. He says, "This is the 18th 18th part." He says, "For you don't want sacrifices, or I would give them." Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. It says, you don't take pleasure in burnt offerings. My sacrifice to God is a broken spirit. God, you won't spurn a broken, chastened heart. In your good pleasure, make Zion prosper. Rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. Then, here we go. Then you will delight in the righteous sacrifices. See, we are doing a bunch of sacrifice. The compliance is the sacrifice without the heart. Right. Yes. Yes. I just did, God. I did what you told me to do. Yeah. Yeah, I did what you told me. I did what you told yeah. me to do. I got yeah. an attitude about it. I didn't want to do it. I believe that the miracle that happened in my life was because I was godly obedient. Amen. Amen. God didn't make me do what I did. I exactly. did it because I was obedient to Him. Amen. Amen. And we want we want to have godly obedience because we love Him, and when we have when we have Him in our heart, we want to do whatever we can for Him. Uh huh. Yep, is is a faithful. Is like I said, is a willing heart. Is always when it comes to God. Is always about the heart. Yeah, it's not about. We think if I do five thousand things, I got a list of five thousand things. You know, then yeah. hey, you know, then God will give me. Because we kind of look at now the way things are taught so much now. It's like almost like this bartering system. <laughs> if I do five thousand things, then God's going to give me this. I do five thousand things, and God's going to give me that. Yeah. No, yeah. it's about having a right heart. What are your motives? Mm-hmm. And when you have the right motives, you give God an opportunity to bless you because your mm-hmm. heart is pure and is clean. But when you go into it because you either have a uh you either have a hidden motives, which God yeah. knows what your hidden motives are, yeah. or B, you're only doing it because he you feel like he's making you do it. Well, okay, God, well, I'm in this position, so you must be making me do it. I don't really want to do it. Then you, yeah. you just allow God the opportunity to bless you fully. Amen. Amen. And that is so important that we, we know that he blessing is what he wants to do, but mm-hmm. it's based on our response to what he's telling us. To mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. You need to be, you need to be obedient, be obedient, not because you're afraid. Yeah. 
that's all right. Like again, you know, the way we're taught, like you know, the house is gonna burn down, you're gonna lose everything. You know, the the, the dog is gonna get hit by a car or whatever else. Like yeah. not out of fear, because when the fear is gone, you're gonna reach, you're gonna return back to what you were doing before. Exactly. So we're gonna do it out of freedom, out of yeah. a free willing heart. Amen. That's beautiful. Having the the it's about having the right voters, having a right heart. If you want God to do something extraordinary in your life, mm-hmm. it starts with the heart. The Book mm-hmm. of James talks about how there are people who don't receive healing because they have un, they're holding on to unforgiveness. Amen. What is that? Your That's heart. a heart issue. Yep. Right. If there's yeah. any sick among you, call upon the elders of the church in the prayer of faith, right? And then it's, and it says, so, so it's, it's the prayer of faith. It's a hard issue. Yeah, it is. It why, is. why did God, why did, why, why did, why did the Bible say that David, in, sp- in spite of yeah. all foolishness, he still had a heart after God? Yeah. Hard yeah. issue. Yeah. Why did mad at man fall in the garden? Hard issue. Yeah. Is yep. always going and that's back. what David was saying, create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me because yep. he knew what was in his heart because yep. he knew that God knew what was in his yep. heart, right? Yep. Um, if we're consistently seeking him mm-hmm. and saying, Lord, like, I want to walk in your word. I mm-hmm. want to, I want to have a clean heart. I want you to show me anything that's in my heart that doesn't belong there. I want you to heal those pieces that may be still broken in my heart. I want to have nothing but your word stored up in my heart so that when I speak, what's coming out is your word and what's coming out is you. I want you in my heart. Yep. Yep. And, and this is, this is, this is so um, key. I'm about to pull up the scripture here because what you're saying is so it's, see, it's not that God doesn't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He wants you to be honest with it because that showed that you are willing to be used by him. So let yeah. me go ahead and find this, um, find this, uh, uh, scripture here because I think this is so important. First John, mm-hmm. first John, first chapter, verses one, uh, verses nine through ten. It says, if we confess our sins, yeah. right? Some versions say confess yeah. our fault. He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar. Doesn't mean that he's a liar. It means that we are saying that he's a liar, Amen. right? Yeah. And his word is not in us, okay? Mm-hmm. So it has nothing to do with uh, God is trying to make you do something. He, you know, watch that, you know, like there's a very popular thing that I see now amongst churches where there's many uh, uh, progressive churches mm-hmm. where they'll say, well, you don't need to confess. Yeah. To, you know, yeah. that's, that's not true. Exactly. That is just And in not fact, true. we're supposed to confess our faults to one another. One to another. That's right. Why are we doing it? Number one, because it acknowledges acknowledgement before God. Yeah. Hey, Lord, I need you to clean my heart up. Number two, I got mm-hmm. brothers and sisters in Christ who can help me mm-hmm. to get back on track. Every single last one of us has sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Exactly. All of us have. And we do it every day without, exactly sometimes right. without even realizing it. And many times what happens is what, we, what we'll do, though, is we'll divvy it up according to what we feel is more shameful than another act. Right? right. 
So what we're doing, one of the reasons why it's so difficult for people to come forward and to share their uh, hidden sin. Yeah. Right. And why they're not receiving healing because you have to come forward in order to receive the healing. You need to confess before the Lord Mm -hmm. to receive the healing. If you're dealing, like I said, if you're dealing with unforgiveness, you need to confess that thing and say, look, I'm struggling with unforgiveness. If you're dealing with maybe infidelity, maybe it's whatever it is that's going on in your life. I don't care what it is. All sin in God's eyes is equal. And so you need to be able to go and confess that thing so you can receive that healing and that restoration. Right. And so the reason why many people don't, because we divvy it up and say that one is worse over there. That one is worse over there. But, you know, I didn't didn't do that. I didn't do that. I'm better. So we had this pious attitude. I didn't do what they did. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And what we need to do is you need to be transparent. We need to be open and say we all messed up in some way, one way or another. Exactly. And let's be honest about that so that we can get people healed. Yeah. So that we can get people restored. So we can get mm-hmm. people set free. Because a lot of people are not getting healed. A yeah. lot of people are not free because they will not come forward. They're holding on to those exactly. things, preventing them. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah. while again, while I was in that, if I was in that that hospital room, I'm praying, I'm crying out to the Lord, I'm believing God for the healing, whatever else. But my heart was in the right place, yes. and because of that, God was able to bring me out of that situation. And while I was in there, I had a testimony. Amen. My testimony did not start when I left the hospital room. Oh, there's a yeah. message right there for somebody. Yeah. Your testimony does not start when you leave the hospital room. The moment you enter that hospital or the clinic or wherever you are, your testimony yeah. is was beginning right there. Amen. The first staff member you come into contact with, they ought to see the glory of God on your life. I don't care how bad you're mm-hmm. feeling. The glory of God is about that. This is the day the Lord has made. I'm going to be glad and rejoice in it. Amen. Right? They yeah. need to see the glory of God on your life the minute you walk in that room. Yeah. It's not, 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 it's not doing I'm high up on the top of the mountain. I'm going to tell you the golf. It's good. Now I'm going to skip and jump all over the church and do my little shout and my little, well, you know, for those of us, yeah. you know, charismatic <laughs> folk that know about that. Yeah. You know, you, if you're Lutheran and what you may not know, know so much about that. But yeah. if you know, but you know, but you know, charismatic <laughs> folk. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, but, but you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. You know, we all the glory. Right? Uh-huh. Because I'm feeling, feeling really good right now. Yeah. No, your testimony begins the moment you walk in that hospital. Can you talk about how good God is when you're at the bottom? Yep. Of the pit. Yeah. Can you talk about it when you're in the when you're in the 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 the, the prison cell of life? Yeah. When there's so much, there's like there's darkness around you. Can you talk, talk about the goodness of God then? And can you release what is binding you and be obedient, godly yep. obedient? Yep. The willing heart so that God can bring you out of this situation and bring full restoration mm-hmm. to you. Because I tell mm-hmm. you, your restoration will not come yeah. until you are godly obedient. Your restoration yeah. will not come. Oh, you can skip along like life is going just fine and things are grand. And you can put a mask on yeah. and pretend that things are it's all good. But your full restoration will not come until you go before the Lord with a pure heart and say, Lord, Amen. Here I am. Nobody yeah. came dragging me. Yeah. I didn't come kicking and screaming. It yeah. wasn't a fight. Father, here I am. Yeah. And that, that restores the right relationship with God, which is the beginning of your restoration. So the, point. the starting point is that it restores you back to him. 
It yep. reconciles you. It brings you back. It puts you in right standing mm-hmm. with him so that you may receive. That's right. And because what good is it? And, 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 and this is, this is, this is going to sound kind of hard, but what good is it to walk around, uh, fully restored physically, mm-hmm. but still broken relationship with the Lord? Yeah. Yeah. How does that make sense? You, 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 you think, you know, to, to go away from this place without a relationship with the Lord, that is not the will of God. His will is that all would come to repentance. All would come to know yeah. him through Jesus Christ. That is the will yeah. of the Father. Yeah. And so that is his will. So yes, I do pray for people to be healed physically. But my first prayer is that you will be restored spiritually. Amen. That your heart will be right. Yep. Because you're going to be skipping around and when they're still doing dirt. And also... That's not a genie in a bottle, right? Mm-hmm. Is he mm-hmm. may answer your prayer, but then if you're ignoring him right after, you're not seeing the restoration work, you're not giving him the glory, you're mm-hmm. not you're just receiving what he gave you because you asked for it in that moment when mm-hmm. you know when you needed it, when you were in trouble. Mm-hmm. And someone else may have agreed with you in prayer or prayed over you and you received it. And then the next thing you know, okay, see you later, God. We'll see you in three years when there's another problem. That's how many not- times that happened? How many times, Kelly, how many times did we see that? It so God performed a miracle in people's lives. Or, you know, one of the things I, one of the things that I, 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 uh, I don't like about uh, a lot of funerals. Mm-hmm. Funerals can be very emotional. Yeah. And when you go to a funeral, you walk in there, and boy, I tell you what, all of a sudden, everybody want to get their life to Jesus. Yeah. Because you know the preacher gets up there and say, "Everybody leave out here." You know, you know how it goes. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And people are like, "You want to know?" You know, <laughs> everybody's quiet and whatnot, and they walk right on out the door and go right back into the same thing. Yeah. The same thing happens when God heals people. So many people, God heals them. Yeah. And, and and but because their heart not right, mm-hmm. they go right back in the same situation, and they end up in a in, they end up in a worse predicament than what they were before. That makes me so sad. It really and, does. And, and that's not God's will. God's yeah. not God's will. As you put what the word of God said, it's not His will that any should perish. Yeah, exactly. No one. Exactly. That is not the will of God, and He wants He wants you to be so. Your testimony. Mm-hmm. Your testimony. Has to be the moment you walk in into so somebody, and, and I praise God for most people who don't have to go into the hospital. Yeah. I praise God for that because I believe that we serve a God who can keep you out of the hospital. Yeah. But for yeah. those who go in, for those who go in, where is your testimony? Are you going to remain obedient to God yeah. and still share your testimony and still talk about how good God is? Or are you yeah. going to go in there mean mugging? Yeah. And, and, and terrorizing the staff. <laughs> the day, <laughs> the day. Sorry to interrupt you. The day I brought my Bible into the hospital, which was probably the third day, okay. um, again, all hell broke loose. There was mm-hmm. a, there was a patient mm-hmm. in the room next door, and he came out, 
and he was walking down. I don't even think he was supposed to be walking, but he was walking down the hallway and he was screaming at the top of mm-hmm. his lungs, swearing in French. Mm-hmm. And to the point where the whole staff came out into the hallway where I was standing and he walked past me still yelling and screaming got about 10 steps past me and they were like sir like what's going on here and all of a sudden he was just like oh nothing and he just walked back to his room mm-hmm. right down, like but when i walked <laughs> with my bible yep. it's like everything just goes crazy right mm-hmm. everything mm-hmm. around you either mm-hmm. either two things happen either everything goes crazy or everything calms down right two right. situations i've been in because mm-hmm. um the very first time I ever bought a Bible, and this was, you know, seven, eight years ago when I first came to know him, I went and bought a Bible and I was walking home and I had it in my bag and I was going to stop in the park um, to read it. And so I'm walking towards the park and it's it's around the time when the, the kids get out of school. And so there's this big group of girls there and they're just about to have a fight as I'm approaching them, okay? And so I have my Bible in my bag, and I'm walking, and I'm walking towards them, and they're just about to fight, and all of a sudden, one of the girls goes, you know what? I'm not doing this. I'm going home. She turns around (laughs) and walks away. And the other girl was like, 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 I'm ready to fight here. Like, what's going on? And then everybody Mm -hmm. dispersed, and I walked through that group of people (laughs) just with Mm -hmm. my Bible. I was like, and the Lord brought peace to that situation right in front of me. And that was one of the, it was literally 10 minutes after I bought my first Bible. Mm -hmm. I was like, Mm -hmm. like I could feel the power, like in the book. Oh my goodness. But then, you know, then I'll I'll bring it somewhere and I'll sit down and open it up. And then you see demons (laughs) like everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) All of a sudden you you see people like, yeah, right. But uh, so that's what that's what that's why we need to be honest when people are coming to the Lord, yeah. because so much of how we present the scriptures now, it's it, 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 it not based in reality. We make yeah. people feel as if the moment you come to Jesus, all your problems are going to come to an end. Yeah. Yeah. It's not true. No, it's, it's not. You have to go through the fire. You have to go through the fire so you can come out as pure yeah. gold. That's exactly what Peter said. Yep. And it's so important that people know that, right? That yep. um, it's it's the it's the beginning of um, opposition. Yep. It can be major opposition, depending on what your calling is. But are you willing to hold his hand and not let go? Are you willing mm-hmm. to let him lead your steps? Are you willing to let him walk you through it? Yep. And um, there's so many people who aren't willing to go through that fire. They'll be like, oh, I'm just going to return to the world. I'm just going to go back to work yep. nine to five do, yep. you know, and not not even go there and and call on him when I need him because, you know, he's there. And uh, I'm like. And call on Jesus and, or, or, or just about everybody else because, you know, we're going to make it like a level, it's a level playing field and it's all the same. It's like it's not all the same. Yeah. It isn't. There is only one name Amen. by which men would be saved and that's the name of Jesus Amen. and that needs to be clarified yep. because if we say that we're believers then we are believers mm-hmm. I don't want to I, I don't want to hear any more of this stuff that I'm seeing going around this, this, this agnosticism 
that has gripped the mind of so many uh, who are who who go to church daily, say they believe that Jesus is Lord, but you know whatever makes you feel good yeah. is every way you want to go. Like no, there is by one name by which you will be saved, Amen. and we need to stand on that. Yeah. And you want to see God's blessing in your life. I'm not talking about. I'm not just talking about money. Yeah. Because that's the big draw right now. It's like, you know, hey, if you want to make money like me, then give your life to the Lord. Like, that's, no, I'm not talking about that. Mm-hmm. The biblical context for prosperity mm-hmm. is about having wholeness in every area of your life, which yeah. means being spiritually in, spiritually reengaged with God. Yep. Reconnected to God. It means mentally being yeah. sound. God is not going to the spirit of fear, yep. but the spirit of power, love, and sound mind. Right? So it's about being complete in Jesus Christ because in and of yourself, you are not complete. But in the relationship with Jesus Christ, you are complete. And through that, when you have a willing heart, through that, God can bless you and he will restore you. He will bring healing in your life. Mind, body, and spirit. He'll do it all for you. But if you don't have a willing, if you don't have a willing, if you're not willingly obedient, Mom. You're just doing stuff because I gotta do it because you all because you're afraid, Mom. you know. And and there are there are many believers out there who only do stuff because they're scared that they're gonna get struck down by a lightning bolt. Exactly. Or that type of or that type of mindset, and that is just not biblical. No. It's having the right being right relationship with the Father, and I'm telling you from personal experience that God has brought me through over and over. Someday I'm gonna write a book just on all the healings that God has done in my life. I gotta Amen. I gotta gotta let. I, Trust me, I can write a a, a a ten chapter book. Amen. Probably twenty. I'll get every healing he's done in my life. But I'm gonna tell you right now, being in the right spirit, mm-hmm. being connected to God, being willing to do what He called me to do, even while I was in the hospital. Amen. Because I know I've been called to share the good news of the Word of God with those around me. Yeah. And being willing to do so in that situation. Yeah. Not just because I'm on a podium. I'm up on a big screen. I don't care anything about that stuff. Yeah. I'm t- you're there in the midst of your situation. Can you preach God's word then? Amen. Can you testify of his goodness then? Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like somebody needs to, and we keep going back to that, but I feel like somebody somebody needs to hear that because um, you, you talked about the guy without screaming. When I was in that hospital, let me tell you something. There was a lady who was down the hall. She claimed to be a believer too. But every time that staff walked in that room, she'd take a little nibble. Yeah. Okay. Every time they walk in the room, they're trying to help her out. She got to take a little nibble. She got to kind of get a sink of teeth in yeah. their arm. Yeah. She got to kick them and scream and fight. Why? Because she was angry, but she was not walking out the goodness of God. What kind of what kind of testimony could she have had? Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that you're not in pain. I'm not saying that it, that it, that 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 you 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 know you got to ignore the fact that you don't that you don't feel well. What I'm saying is that you need to testify of God's goodness even when you're in those situations and then God, God brings you out. As he's bringing you out of those situations, you're bringing people with you. Amen. Did you, did you, did you know, like I said earlier in this, uh, in this broadcast, there were people who came into that room yeah. who had not been to church in years who say, you know, I think I'm going to give church a try again. Yes, Lord. It's amazing. Because of my willingness yeah. to be obedient Amen. to God, not because I felt like I was forced to, 
Oh, Lord, I'm laying here now. I guess my last will and testament, like, no. Because of my willingness, because I love God. And because I love God, I love people. Yep. And when you, when you're in that position, it doesn't matter where you're at or what position you're in. You got a testimony that you can share with somebody. Yeah. You know what? I'm feeling bad today, but you know what? Somebody needs to smile. Needs to, needs to smile. So I'm going to walk to the grocery store and you know what? God bless you. Yeah. Amen. God still loves you. Amen. That's amazing. God is so good. Mm-hmm. Amen. Awesome. So we just have a few minutes left. So I'm going to leave the last two minutes to you just to talk about anything that the Holy Spirit would like you to talk about. And then if you could pray us out, that would be amazing. Absolutely. I, like I said, I keep continue to go back to what I stated earlier. Mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you this question. I'm going to ask you this question. Are you doing what you're doing because you are being godly obedient? Now, it's not twisting your arm, but you have a willing heart? Or are you doing it because you feel like you're being forced to do it? Right, right. I want to ask that question because I believe that if you really want to be used by God mm-hmm. to the fullest potential, then you need to have a willing heart. Mm-hmm. Lord, as David said, Lord, create in me a clean heart. Mm-hmm. Renew the right spirit in me. Restore your joy. Restore your joy. So many of us have lost our joy. We feel like we gotta do it. I gotta go to church. I gotta give to funeral. I gotta pray to someone. I want to challenge you, all of you. I'm gonna pray for you really quickly, but I want to challenge you to ask God to restore your joy. Because as He restores your joy, you're gonna be more willing to share your testimony. Yeah. Oh God's goodness. The Lord is our strength. Mm-hmm. He is your strength. He is your source. Mm-hmm. He is your freedom. He is your hope. He is everything to you. Mm-hmm. So let me pray with you guys really, really quickly. Father, I just want to first of all just thank everyone who has uh who has tuned in today and listening, whether they're watching a podcast or they're just listening, I want to just pray for them, Lord, if you would just touch their hearts and their souls and their minds. And we confess, Lord, that we have all fallen short of your glory. Mm-hmm. All of us have. Father, wherever we have fallen short, I don't care what it is, Lord, we ask, Father, you would just clean us up. You would renew us. That your Holy Spirit, Father God, will inhabit us, Lord God. And, you know, wherever we have messed up, Father God, you get us right. Because we want you to be glorified. And not about us being glorified. We want you to be glorified. But we know, Father God, that when you get the glory, we get the benefit. We get the benefits of healing. We get the benefits such as restoration. We get the benefits such as deliverance. We get the benefits where you set us free, Father. And somebody today needs to be set free. And so I'm praying, Father, something in this testimony will reach somebody's heart, reach into someone's home, Father God, and draw them close to you. That they would know that, yeah, healing is for me. It's feeling for me. I'm one of those special people because I belong to God. Yeah, restoration is for me. I'm one of those special people because I'm a child of God. Yeah, it's all for me because I belong to the Most High. 
So I pray for them, Father God, and I pray that you would just uh, lead them to who they can speak to, whose heart they can speak to, who they can touch, who they can share a testimony with, that they would not hoard it all to themselves, but they will freely share it with those around them. And Father, I want to pray for Kelly Lee. I pray, Father God, that you be her strength. You be her guide. You continue to renew her day by day, that when she's feeling tired, Father God, you restore her and you give her wisdom on when she needs to rest, Father God. That, yeah, we rest in your presence daily. But I pray, Lord God, you show her when she needs to take a vacation, when she needs to get off her feet, Father God, uh, so that you can just speak to her just clearly, Lord God. Uh, just as Jesus took a nap when he was on that cruise <laughs> during that storm, give her insight when she needs to do that, Father God. I pray, Father God, you would bring her new listeners, that this show would expand across the globe and that men and women and boys and girls would be drawn into a deeper relationship with you, Father God, first and foremost. And then through that, Father God, they would say, yeah, I'm a child of God. And because I'm a child of the Most High God, yeah. That's for me, too. And so we just bless you, and we love you, and we speak these things as being so. In the mighty name of Jesus, who is our Lord and Savior. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you for this opportunity. Point on. He was like, rest. <laughs> <laughs> rest already. Stop yeah. it. Stop doing that. Just rest. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, you got that right on. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> okay, brother. Well, thank you so much for being on the show and definitely check out Joe all of Joe's work. He's an author and a speaker and so much more. Minister. A minister. Minister. I'm a child of the. <laughs> okay, brother, we will have to have you back on again real soon too because this Thank was so much. thing, and I know that it's going to reach some people, maybe lots of people, and uh, just praying for you and your family always, even when we don't get to talk. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for being so awesome, Kelly. God has even greater things for you, so. Continue to press forward in him. Don't get weary, but rest. Yes, I will rest, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> we will talk real soon, brother. God bless Absolutely. God bless you. Saving money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options in stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards.